I wonder how fast we can go. Two, three, four, two friends get together so we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so you can try things. Now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this. My finger hurts now, though. I, <laughs> Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where Nick plays the ukulele and I can never get the intro song right. I always do the welcome. Well, do the real welcome, then. Hey, guys, welcome to Now Try This <laughs> Live, coming to you from down here, doing it live. Every time. You always say live, every single every episode. Time. You're like, hey, coming guys. to you live, or not. We're not. We're not coming at you live. My name is Nick. And I'm Marcus. And we are... Now try this. <laughs> the and Wonder Twins. Marcus, why don't you tell the fans what uh, what this what this podcast is? So this is a podcast Good where Good job. we Thank try you. things. Oh, I thought that was it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is a podcast, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a podcast where one of us tries something that the other person loves and that we had never tried before, and then we each week we get together to talk about that thing after having tried it. I got a better explanation. You ready for this? Yeah. We try shit! That's pretty good. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not try this? What's that about? We try shit? Boom. Done. Oh, like what kind of shit though? Guess you're gonna have to listen to oh, find shit! out. Oh, oh no, shit! Oh, shit! Crazy. Get wrecked. Insane. Get Crazy. wrecked. Okay. Dude, what's going on with you? With me? Let's see. Um, I started taking... Why are you uh, talking about yourself? We gotta talk about this movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I started uh, learning to code. I'm teaching myself Ruby, um, which is nice. It's fun. I see your face morphing nerdier as we speak. Oh, I hate you so much. Like, the more and more you talk, the more and more you look like Thomas Middleditch. Middle dick? Single dick. Middle dick, yep. He has three dicks, and he is the middle one. Yes. Is it middle dick? I don't know who you're talking about. The guy in Silicon Valley? Oh, no, it's not Middle Dick. Why would you think his last name is Middle Dick? What's his last name? No one's last name on this planet Earth is Middle Dick. I could Google it right now, and I would find 16 porn sites and someone named Middle Dick. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, middle Hitch? Something like that. You don't fucking know. I don't know. Whatever. You I know who you're talking about. Whatever. Joke landed. Boom. Laughter. Yes. Ooh. Laughter and laugh. We need a laugh track. Ooh, how about we just pause every time someone, they need to laugh. Nice. See? Yeah. yeah that, I think that, that works really well. Yeah, I, yeah. Think that works. <laughs> I think that works. It works for Big Bang Theory. They don't have funny <laughs> jokes and they have a laugh track. It tricks people into laughing. Hold on, let me see. Talk about something. I'm going to find a laugh track. <laughs> don't find a laugh track. Shut up. Oh my god. Coding's going well. Yeah. Is it hard? It's weird. It's uh, it's so Teach it yourself. You I know? bought a lesson online. Ooh. Like what kind? Well, I just from, I don't know, it was like uh, from Udemy or whatever. And it's a lesson about, but it's Did this you say old New British Delhi? guy. Udemy. Oh. <laughs> and it's this old New British Delhi. guy. I was like, New Delhi. New Delhi. It's this old British guy talking about coding. It's super boring. And so I had to, I went and I looked for another lesson and it's a free lesson. And the, I'm using better. that to learn the introduction and then going back to the lesson that I paid for. Because the lesson that I paid for kind of doesn't give you the whole like synopsis. It kind of just assumes a lot. I don't know. It's like that thing where you, you've you been doing something too long, so you don't know how to explain it to stupid people. And I'm the stupid person that needs explaining. <laughs> I hate that so much. Why did I get a soundboard sooner? Is it all laughter? I'm excited. No, I got cheering. I got... I got lots. Don't worry. I'll Nick downloaded his sound bored onto his phone and so this podcast is gonna be the worst podcast ever 
I hate you so much right now. How's your week? I got a new soundboard on my phone. <laughs> really excited about the podcast. But um, honestly, I don't know. Let me think about that. I hate you so much. Oh my god. You've been given too much power. I need to take that away from you. You are a Fozzie Bear. My week's been good. <laughs> okay. I've had some classes. I've had work. It's been fine. <laughs> Last week we talked about oh, Clear Eye. Let me tell you this one story. I don't give a shit about that. Oh, let me tell In you one story. West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Um, guess that joke didn't land. <laughs> That wasn't even fucking crickets. That was like breeze. <laughs> I know. They didn't see that it said crickets, but I did. So it was enough for me. That was not crickets. Um, so I walked into uh, my voiceover class with a Steven Universe shirt. With yeah. Steven and Lion being really cute. Yeah. And a girl turned and then did a double take. And she's like, is that a Steven Universe shirt? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. You watch Steven Universe? And she's like, yeah, I love that show. I was like, I love it too. And I was like... Oh, you caught up the new episode? She's like, oh, no, I'm not. I've been, oh, you don't know what this is, but I've been uh, binging Critical Role trying to catch up. And I said, you watch Critical Role? And she was like, yeah. I was like, that's my favorite thing in the world. And I get really creepy. No, that's not a joke. I, no, I know. I, I believe it. <laughs> you watch Critical Role? Like, I could feel your boner from here. You finish my story. Let's see if it's... Uh, yeah, sure. So, so you were like... You watch Critical Role, and she was like, "Yeah, I do. Do you watch it? Do you know what it is?" And you're like, "I fucking love Critical Role, uh, and every girl that likes Critical Role gives me a boner." <laughs> and then you got a boner, and then you were just like, "Hey, do you want to like come over?" No, that's too brave. You just got shy and you ran away like a little bitch. That's what happened. <laughs> no, I continued talking and I was charming, and she did the thing where she like her hand on my arm and was like really charming but then we were talking about voiceover and she was like my boyfriend does voiceover no and the teacher chimed in Uh because he knows about it we were talking about how cool voice acting is yeah so he chimed in we had a conversation with the teacher and then the class started so i didn't have a chance to talk more okay and then the class ended and i didn't talk to her after why not because i was done and i left and she was still talking to the teacher Uh, okay she went to talk to the teacher Um, but then I found her Instagram and she does have a boyfriend. That's the end of the story. That's always how the man. Yeah, I know. Mystery lady. Ooh, I either have to not tell her to listen to this episode or... Yeah, that's weird. Or you gotta edit that out. Well, hopefully she never listens. I don't know what sound effect that would be. <laughs> Good job, Dick. Good job. Failed. There you go, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, but talking about me seeing a pretty girl and falling in love instantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of someone falling in love instantly, did you see the new promo for that new NBC show, Rise? No. It stars Ted Mosby. Oh. And it's Glee or High School Musical without the camp. Hmm. So it's like serious high school musical or serious. Play. Oh, so like the first episode is like Ted Mosby's like I need him in, I need him in the show 
It shows this athlete that looks like he might have some trouble at home or something. I yeah. said that because he's ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. And then um, the girl that was Moana, she's mm-hmm. the other one of the other leads in it. Mm-hmm. She's in high school trying to oh, be wow. a star. Like it looks good. It looks yeah. cool. It looks nice. Um, it looks like Gleba serious without cool. the camp. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think we're. I yeah, that could totally work. Yeah, it totally yeah. could work. It's got Ted Mosby, who everyone loves. Yeah, he's super sincere. You know. Yeah, yeah. And him, him, he's a little older now, so he's probably in his late forties, starting to gray a little, being that wise teacher's like, no, we gotta pull. Yeah, Zach Braff also has a new show. I'm not talking about Zach Braff. And, and then, and then there's this one moment when he was like, no, you gotta sing like you mean something. And then somebody had, sings really well, and then you see him like almost tears, like, yeah, that's something. <laughs> it's either gonna be real bad or really great. You're gonna love it either way. A hundred percent. It's got Ted Mosby and Moana. Yeah. What more can I get? So what's the Zach Braff show? I forgot. But uh, I thought that's what you were talking about. <clears throat> but it's the show. He's making a comeback. I forgot what it is. They're, they're not really um, giving a lot of details. But it looks interesting. Oh, I thought that was ooh, not oh. <laughs> oh, that's not There ooh. you go. <laughs> um, well, I for what I'm excited for Rise coming to NBC soon. That excited sounds like ramble. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> sounds uh, like, ramble, like you're ramble, walking ramble, through ramble, a market. <laughs> Aren't you excited when you walk through a market? No, I'm just gonna leave this sound. I'm lackadaisical. <laughs> what a word to describe yourself. So last <laughs> week, the queer eye. That was your challenge to me. Yeah, baby, great show, amazing show. Um, God tier show. Yeah, and then Joseph sent us an article uh-huh. this week about how not in touch queer eye is what with being queer you didn't read the article that joe sent you no I didn't. wow worst friend i than must have me. not seen it worst friend than me uh it's netflix's queer eye reboot doesn't represent queerness in 2018 by indie wire well i don't care i'm not gonna read it <laughs> well i did read it and uh-huh. it was interesting because it it does that thing it does that thing where it assumes it's holier than thou. Like, oh, the yeah, idea yeah. of queerness. But the whole idea of it is to be inclusive. And yeah. to shut out the show with these people that work really hard on it is almost, like, counterproductive to the whole thing. Like it, it just, It's, it's it that thing that happens all the time with yeah. everything. Right? You try to do something and they're like, well, that wasn't enough. And you're like, well, no, this is actually huge a huge stride in the right direction yeah. for us as a society. And then they're like, no, it wasn't enough. This is why you, you're terrible. And, and like, even if actually, it's not, even no. if it's not, even if th- there is an argument to be made that Queer Eye didn't have to be made again, that maybe this show doesn't do enough, it doesn't push boundaries enough, th- there's an argument to be had there, sure. But there always is. You but why? But why to do that argument? You have to put this stuff down. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like instead of saying queer eye is great, but we need more. Yeah. It says queer eye is off base. It's yeah. like because well, here's the reason: because you're shitting on other people's shit just so that way five people click on your fucking stupid article. That's true. I that's all it is. I was like, that's not right, and I clicked. exactly yeah. Damn. And it's just like rage based clicking. And it's so stupid, and people do it all the time, and just piss me off, and ugh. Everything's for, uh, everything's annoying. Oh my god, I ruined the podcast. I'm annoyed! You ruined the episode, Nick. I, sh- I shut my guests <laughs> down. Uh, well, guys, if you want to hear the next episode of uh, Not Try This, <laughs> even though this one's done, please leave us a review. Five stars on iTunes, it helps us out a lot. Just go to, all you gotta do is open, I can give you step by step. Open your iPhone. You there? Great. Oh my god, this you is like open the, the iPhone. all over again. Now, t- 
Shut up. And now click the purple podcast application. Now click 10 seconds back. Pause. <laughs> Why you gotta hate? It worked. You're so funny. It worked. People watched. People listened. It worked. I didn't get one complaint. I got other complaints about other stuff. You got one complaint from me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but you were live. You were living it. You just didn't understand what I was doing. From the from the audience's point of view, I yeah. was spot on. We're making an inside joke. They, these people probably didn't even didn't listen, listen to the invitation. To the invitation Whatever. Uh, here's the thing. Open the podcast app. <laughs> now you go to search. And then you put in, now try this. And then you're going to see our lovely faces. You click the icon. Then you scroll down to reviews. And then you hit write a review. You know, I don't think I needed a step-by-step guide. I think it was kind of simple. Yeah, you, you fuck face. <laughs> oh, that was that was, that was kind of mean. Ooh, the audience is turning on you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's all—it's almost like they like me better. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate oh, you so much. God. It's not a fucking like eight AM fucking radio show, or is it? Z Morning Zoo in the morning. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Anyway, we watched 500 Days of Summer this week. Nick gave it to me as a challenge. Nick, why did you give it to me as a challenge? Okay. 500 Days of Summer. Starting Joseph Gordon Levitt. 500 Days of Summer. That wasn't the movie. That was the theme song. That would have been a pretty good theme song. I would have liked it. I would have saved it. Instead, the theme song was like. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Something weird like that. Uh huh. Um, okay, so why did I give you. Did you forget why you gave it? No, I'm avoiding the question because it's deeply personal. <laughs> personal time with Nick. Nope. Yeah, Sorry. perfect! <laughs> There's 15 buttons. It's hard to find the right one. Um, 500 Days of Summer. Okay, so this movie, what it's about at its core, um, you would think is the love yeah. story from the trailers, from the trailers and the marketing and what they've said about it. But um, I think I agree with what the director said. Where it's a coming of age story. Now, I watched this movie when it came out. It was 10 years ago. I was 18, 19 years old. I was just getting out of high school and I had just had my heart broken by a girl similar to Summer who treated me similarly the same way and I felt the same as Tom did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I related to it right away. It hit, as soon as I went to rewatch this movie, because I hadn't yeah. watched it in a couple years, I hit play. And the first Regina Spector song came on, and I almost started to cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but it's interesting now, watching it later now, with so much more experience and so much more living and so much more life. So I, I, I urge you to try to think about this 10 years ago, like what we were like 10 years ago. Now, we've been through heartache, we've been through triumphs and tribulations. But when you're 18, it's all so real and honest and new. And your first love is your only love. And the first time it happens, it seems like it's going to be the only time it ever happens. Um, but you know now that it, it, that's not true. And 
it's not that soulmates don't exist. It's just soulmates exist in multiples across the world, depending on how much work you want to put in looking and putting into the relationship. And it's, but the movie is still, even now watching, I think I love it because it also reminds me that it's not her fault. For me, it reminds me that it's your fault. Like you get what you give. And when you get going bet, I don't know. So start, what'd you like? What'd you think? What'd you, uh, start at the beginning. <laughs> Nick had a brain fart. Um, anyway, it's, it's not that. I just don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll get there later. Okay, sure. Uh, for me, it's so interesting because uh, I knew nothing about this movie. And so going in, I, I was like, oh, it's another fucking sappy ass, stupid romantic movie. And um, it is. And you, I knew that like some, uh, some people like, said something about the manic pixie dream girl and that it comes from this movie or that like this movie played a big we'll talk more about that creating that that's but that's beforehand that's all i knew about the movie Uh and then i watched it um and right off the bat it starts off with like you know this the little joke in the beginning where it says oh this is a work of fiction Uh, like jenny beckman yeah no one yeah yeah it was like uh this uh no one is based on a real life character uh, especially not whatever the girl's name is. And then it was like, bitch. <laughs> uh, which is kind of mean. There but, were two uh, screenwriters, and one of them said that this movie is about 75% true facts of him and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Beckman. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and so this movie was directed by Mark Webb, right? Mm-hmm. Something. Cool. He did Amazing Spider-Man? One and two. Nice. Because I, I only know him because of Amazing Spider-Man. Sure. Because his last name is Webb and he did a spider-based movie. Well, no, the movies aren't bad. But this is what, like, catapulted him to make a blockbuster, this movie, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Was... Yeah. Well, not regardless of whether the movies aren't bad or not, I just always remember his name because I associate with him with Spider-Man because his last name is Webb and he did a fucking Spider-Man movie. It's perfect. Cast perfect director. <laughs> I'm not... I'm sure it's not most of the reason he got it, but I'm sure it was a little... Yeah, someone someone with a troll-like instinct was like, this is funny. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and then the movie jumps in, and a narrator comes on, and he's like, this isn't a love story. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool, great. I know what I'm getting into. Thank you, narrator. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, and it shows uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on a bench with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Tom and Summer. Tom and Summer. I didn't know his name, the whole movie. Shut up, yeah, you did. No, I, I said it like a million they times. They did. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. It's supposed to be a generic. Tom, yeah, it's so generic. <clears throat> Tom and Summer. <clears throat> Show them holding hands with a close-up on their hands, and then um, it shows the ring on her finger, and I think you are supposed to assume that they are happy and together and that they fall in love, but I feel like it was an obvious misdirection in the beginning. I don't think it... I think it's supposed to be a little bit, but I also feel like right away they also say... No. <laughs> well, they say it's not a love story, but yeah. You know, <clears throat> who knows? Yeah, they they're, they're right. telling you. You're right. But also it it is it, maybe it's not a misdirection, but it is it does make it more interesting because you see them holding hands, they they look like they're in love. They show the wedding ring and then they cut to when they've broken up. That's the immediate next scene. So, in as a viewer, you're in your head, you're probably assuming something like, "Oh, this movie's about him getting her back or 
at some point we're gonna see the journey of him getting her back or something like that I'm 10 years removed so i don't remember <clears throat> what i first thought when i saw this our viewer said something interesting where he said here's a movie that shows the ending at the beginning like many do but instead of telling you um, instead of telling you everything it, it shows you the like the last picture but not how we get there you know what i mean yeah yeah like it's like yeah. what you're saying like there's there's clearly a misdirection <laughs> happening, but you don't know exactly what it is or how yeah, it's exactly. there or yeah. what's going on. You don't know what's happening yet. Yeah. Um, but it does set the stage really nicely, I think. Yeah. Like, because it's just, this is not a love story. It shows the sarcasm and sass and the Jenny Beckman bitch thing. Mm-hmm. It, um, And then it cuts to back in time. And then you see the whole working of the 500 in parentheses and the numbers in parentheses. And it sets yeah. up the, the world that it's making. Mm-hmm. The, the game. Yeah. Of the script. Sure. Uh, yeah, and the way it's it unfolded and the way the story was told, I thought was really nice. Like, it, it felt very cohesive. The introduction felt like, hey, this is how I'm going to tell the story, and this is what the story is. And uh, I thought that was a cool way of showing all the elements in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they cut to him. He is, what is he doing? He is with his family and friends. His little sister's there, and he just got broken up with and then they like uh, he's with his um two best friends yes yeah paul and something I don't know. two guys two dudes know. one of them is his work best friend and one of them is like his childhood best friend oh okay and then they call his sister and they're like it's bad you need to come here yeah and they don't know, show who it is but then they show that it's his little sister yeah and she's like 12 yeah and she's the wise one <laughs> yeah. uh played by chloe's great chloe grace Moritz. Moritz, yeah uh this is their first role Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I, I like her a lot. I think in Kick-Ass, she was great. And yeah. Since then, I've been like, she's going to have a great career. Yeah. And hopefully, she continues. She's yeah. Well, she was, in, she was in that Louis C.K. movie that got pulled out of most theaters because of the scandal. So, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for that movie? No. She plays Louis C.K.'s daughter, and she has a relationship with like a six-year-old man. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little weird. That's weird. Yeah, and he plays a director that's skeevy and has sex with young women, and he's like a hypocrite because his daughter is. uh, Yeah, but then with the scandal, everyone's like, "I don't want to watch that now." Yeah, that's also weird. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even in and of itself, it's filmed in black and white, and it seemed kind of weird anyway. But I was like, "I'll see it." But then with scandal, I'm like, "I don't want to see it." Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then what is it? I sequentially this movie. Uh, it doesn't follow the normal sequence of the movie just because it goes back and forth. It jumps all over the place. So you're seeing them through the breakup. You're seeing him at post breakup. And then you fast forward to him, like first time ever meeting her. Uh-huh. Um, and then in the middle, and then back to the beginning and then to the end and yeah. then to the middle and then to the end and then to the beginning yeah. and then to the end and then to the middle. And sure. then it's some weird 100 days in, in the middle and then yeah. to the end. Yeah. But, um, but overall, one thing that I found very interesting from the beginning of the movie is that the movie and the story as a whole is told through the perspective of uh, Tom, so the main character. And most love stories are to- told through the perspective of the woman. And you are supposed to fall in love as an audience member with the guy in most love movies that you've made me watch. <laughs> um, you think so yeah i think so i think 100 i think that this is set apart so differently from all the other movies because you are seeing the relationship in the world through his eyes and how he perceives things rather than 
seeing it through her eyes. I feel like you're just comparing this to The Notebook. It's not just The Notebook. It's like all. It's like a lot of romantic movies. They follow the woman. She she meets a random dude, um, and then she falls head over heels in love with him. And then I've, I've watched a lot of romantic it. movies, and I feel like it's pretty split. You think so? Name another yeah. one that's like this. About time. I guess so, but that's that's like another rare one. <laughs> You're like, name, name another two. one. I did. Name two rare ones. Name another one that was from the, that's name from the five. guys. I would, but I <laughs> I can't because it has to do with my game later. Uh, okay. But I have five. Okay. On top of my head, but they're all they all have to do with sure, yeah, the thing mm-hmm. that my like game's about. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh-huh. I, it's interesting. But it's, I think it's more I rare. Think, it's, I think it's interesting that you say that because. Well, I disagree that it's rare. It actually happens all the time, and I'll explain why later. But it's rare that it happens like this. Yeah. Because usually it's there's a misdirect happening of, yeah, we're all kind of seeing the perfect girl from the guy's point of view, but they kind of mask it and make it seem like it's not. This one, it's like, no, 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 no. This is Tom. Yeah. Obviously. Like, You're only getting his, Tom's point of view. In a regular there's movie, always bias there. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's saying there's bias yes, there. Yes. That's the difference, I yeah. think. Well, in this movie, you're only getting Tom's. You're not yeah. getting, like, an outsider's view. Like, in maybe I'm wrong, but, like, most love stories, you're either getting the woman's point of view or you're getting, like, an outsider looking into the world. I this mean, is just from his perspective. I mean, it, She is only an entity that he has created in his head. Like... I think you're really wrong. Yes. But... <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like there's no debating that even. Okay, well, let's get in the game then. <clears throat> <laughs> well, you, about this movie, you don't think that it's from his perspective? No, that's not what I'm disagreeing. Oh, it's what do you disagree with? That it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't it, happen all the time in movies. That's from the guy's point of view. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it does. You disagree that it does happen all the time. I think it does only from the guy's. I'm saying this is only from his point of view. No, but you're saying this is rare. I'm saying it happens all the time. To in be movies. only from the guy's point of view. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess, yeah, but it's so like, but what I mean by that is that the whole world is shaped by his view. I think in most romantic movies, they don't go that far to have the entirety of the world created and influenced by the main character's perspective. I think the difference is this movie is one of those movies that's self-aware. It's one of those movies that knows exactly what it's doing and it's telling you what it's doing it. Other movies do that, do the most all the things from the guy's perspective and the world skewed it just doesn't point it out yeah you know but what this I mean? is so but this takes it to the next level is what i'm saying like sure it's well, that's in a not, subtle that's not way what you said you said well that's what i'm saying that's oh, what i'm trying okay. to get oh, okay like this has taken it to a whole level where it is defining every aspect of the movie whereas other movies sure it does it and yeah you're seeing the world through the guy's eyes but it's not like shaping literally every single interaction and viewing. Like they even show the whole expectation versus reality scene. And they have the whole like him not being able to remember things correctly because she's like, he's like, everything was great. I don't understand. And like, you can see how they, they only showed you the good. And then all of a sudden they're broken up with. And as the viewer, you're kind of like, what happened? And then he thinks about it again. And then he can think about the negative. And so you, as a viewer, were only shown the positive things. And so you felt what he was feeling, where he was like, I don't see the negative. I can only see the positives of this relationship. And then they go back and they show you, 
oh, when he's realizing it, you also, as a viewer, are realizing it, that he there was negatives and that maybe the relationship wasn't perfect while they were together. I don't disagree with what you're saying now, but I think I still disagree with the premise that it's not happening. I think the difference is it shows you the real after, so you notice the illusion that was happening. But if you watch tons of romantic movies you know there's tons from the woman's point of view but there's tons from the man's point of view too that everything's skewed you're just not pointing it out after and unless you've watched lots of them or are deconstructing them which a lot of a lot of people do mm-hmm. you don't really realize it's happening but there's always a point of view there's always a point of view in movies it's, it's very sure, rare yeah. you get an omniscient taking aback, uh-huh. equal viewing like even the notebook is it, there's a lot more from i think her point of view yeah. You know, like he's more of an object and she's more of the person. If you really deconstruct yeah. it, if you just like a sick that it's just about two people, yeah. it doesn't really happen. But I think that if you really take those movies and deconstruct them, it does the same thing you're saying that this movie yeah. does. It's just this movie points it out after. So it's super obvious that it's happening. Yeah, but it also does it in a clever way because it's not just doing it. Well, sure, it. but that's not it's the, not, the, yeah, argument, yeah. the arguments that it happens. Sure, but I'm not even talking about the argument anymore. We're moving past that. Okay, I didn't. Right. <laughs> sure. I didn't know. You can't let me know. I'm going to keep arguing. Uh, okay, yeah, so we're done. <laughs> <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Well, let's, let's talk about let's talk about Tommy being romantic. Yeah. Let's, let's focus on that real quick. It starts off right at the beginning of the movie. It shows both of them as kids and like kind of like how they have the views they have in a very short, abridged, yeah. but concise way. Yeah. Like it was basically like her parents got divorced and she liked two things her long hair and oh no she knew two things that mm-hmm. she liked her long hair and that when she cut it off she didn't feel anything and in those three sentences like you got it yeah you get who she is you get why she thinks the way she loves and yeah. then tom it's like parents are divorced and he watched romantic movies and that's where he got all his things and he was he is lonely he thought he would be lonely until he found the one yeah. it's like great i got him that's yeah. it that's it right there yeah. which is so interesting because because usually, like, this movie is different because he's watching the movies we're watching. Yeah. And they're, that's what they're commenting on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, him... So, I related to that all the time because I literally, yeah. I literally said... I literally said uh, two weeks ago in my therapy mm-hmm. that I, I'm pretty sure that all... I was raised by television, and I'm pretty sure I have such a skewed view of love because of movies and television. Yeah. And I had forgotten this movie started that way. Yeah. And then I was sitting here, and I was like, and it said that I was like, Jesus Christ! I mean, I watched this. I movie. knew I love this movie. Yeah. And I rem- I didn't remember exactly why. And then I saw that scene. And I remember what I said two weeks ago yeah, in therapy, yeah. and I'm like. Boy. I watched this movie, and all I could think of was you. I was like, <laughs> I watched this movie, and I was like, Tom yeah. is Nick. Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You are 100%. the main character of this movie, and it is kind of hilarious. It is because it's like, oh, this guy, he's like believes in true love, and like there's one person out there for everyone. And, like, well, I'm the Ted Mosby of the group. It's yeah, you know, it's my defining characteristic. Yeah, and it's just so funny because I was like, oh fuck, I was like, this white Nick loves this movie. <laughs> he is this guy. One hundred percent, but also it's a great. I think it's a great movie. And it does lots it of is great stuff that we'll keep talking about. Oh, it's a great movie. He said it. Spoilers! Spoilers! As soon as you're getting passionate that was about the lead. it, as soon as you're getting passionate about it, as this as if I've never seen the movie, I was like, "Oh, he likes this movie." He's <laughs> like telling me it's clever. I know it's clever. No, I know. Um. Uh. And then we kind of meet Tom more. Let's keep talking about Tom. Um. So he works. He he went to school to be an architect. Yeah. And now he works making gift cards. There's typical life. Uh, there's careers of an, of an, in all movies all the time. Anything. But I just love this thought. 
of this guy who isn't a hundred percent sure what real love is, and on a daily basis he has to put it in cards. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he is he is one step away from his emotions. Like he knows they're there, he knows what they are, but he like can't quite reach them. And I'm not even just talking yeah. about love. I'm talking about like happiness and drive. Yeah. And even like sadness, like even his anger and sadness in this movie is like weirdly skewed sometimes. Yeah. And he writes them on gift cards. Yeah. It's so perfect. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really funny. And um let's talk about summer. Let's for a little talk bit. about so summer. Five hundred games summer. Oh, look how clever they are. Look how clever this movie is. I kinda love that. They're not about summer the the uh the season. It's about summer the woman. Five hundred days with the woman. I get it. I get it. <laughs> It's kind of good. <laughs> kind of like funny. It. I know it's kind of funny. <laughs> cool, cool, nice, fun fact. Yeah. Um, the director and screenwriters saw this movie not as much as a movie, mm-hmm. but almost like a music video, like just long and That's a lot cool. more there. Yeah, yeah. So they changed the t- they had the title with the parentheses, so it mm-hmm. seemed more like a pop song. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, That's why those parentheses. Are there. Yeah. Yeah. They work. Parentheses definitely invoke so, something. It's so interesting because I seems was, like an indie rock band. I song. looked up some like opinions about the movie just because i was like once i once i finished watching it i was kind of like i wonder what like how people perceive the movie because it is it's it's been in the zeitgeist of movies for a long time it's yeah. a lot of people's years. favorite movie yeah or one it's up there and so i i i thought i had such a different perspective than other people and then reading reviews confirmed that 100 percent because you said that it's obvious, right? Like, in the beginning, you were like, it's obvious that it's from the guy's perspective. It's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that part is obvious. But what may be not so obvious is that the fact that I was saying that, like, his viewing is skewing the world around him. And you like can't... literally. Yeah, and you can't take... With his magical birds and yes, song and dance songs. Yes, and you can't take everything as fact. Yeah. And so... When I'm watching them, when I was reading reviews, a lot of the the girls were complaining that she's like this manic pixie thing, and then the guys were like, "She's a bitch. I hate her. She's terrible." And I was like, "You guys both don't get it." I feel well, like, I, where were you reading those reviews? I just I was online. I just ran. Remember like, what website or where? Or? It was like um, Broad Spados, IMDb. It was a couple. Of, well, it was a couple of YouTube videos that I was watching. Oh well, yeah. And then I was just you gotta remember YouTube like, ten years ago. Well, I know, too. but a lot of them were from newer ones too, which is kind oh, of really? funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I was just it was just interesting because it was yeah. like the the viewing of the world ten years ago. I wanted yeah. to get like glimpses into like what people thought of at the time, yeah. and I thought like YouTube might be a good yeah. way of doing that. And so that was oh, really okay. interesting. Um, well, on the Wikipedia, it has like some professionals like. Eber and yeah, things I don't like care that. about professional reviews. Well, I, I want to know what people think. <laughs> sure, but I'm saying, but all, all, all I was saying is that, like, they got it. Like, they were saying the deconstruction yeah. kinds yeah. of things. Um, but that's interesting because I think, I think movies like this work really well because you can find in them what you want. So the so the guys that want to be mad at women, yeah, can do that. The women that want to be mad at women can do that. The women that want to be mad at men can do that. Yeah, it but there's so also the people that really want to. Think about a movie and yeah, yeah. And see what's going on and see because a, a movie is a mirror of the world, right? But like a funhouse mirror that's a little yeah, skewed. Yeah. And some people know that and they enjoy that and they enjoy looking at the interpretation and bettering yeah. their lives from what someone else thinks. And some people yeah. think it's a mirror mirror and they're like, "That's funny." <laughs> but it's just so interesting because so many people can watch the same movie and experience it yeah. so differently. When sometimes it feels like 
there's not that other view. Like mm-hmm. I, like to the people, to certain people, I just feel like maybe they didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe you're right. But there is one more thing on you that you said that I want to touch on. Um, that you said a bunch of times: manic pixie dream girl. Yes. The term was coined from the year before this movie came out from Elizabeth Town, the Elizabeth Elizabeth Town, from Kirsten Dunst. Oh. And a reviewer coined it describing her. Got it. Um, and it's interesting that because this movie. And it even says it. Even the director says, like, yes, Summer has some of the tropes of a manic pixie, but she's not. Yeah. Because the definition of a manic pixie dream girl... Yeah, what is the definition, Nick? Hit us up with that definition! Is a a type of female depicted as vivacious and appealingly quirky, whose main purpose within the narrative is to aspire a greater appreciation for life in a male protagonist. And while Summer starts off that way... She literally like does the opposite. But like, also, she, like the the a manic pixie dream girl is supposed to not even be a character, right? Yeah. And there's an argument we had that Summer's not a character. Yeah. But there's also an argument we had. There's a character there, but we're not allowed to see her because yeah. we're seeing from Tom's point of view. Yeah. And she goes away and literally does the things that he doesn't want her to do. Yeah. Um, you know. To, yeah, yeah. But here's my thing about that whole shit. The whole point of this fucking movie is that you're supposed to see it through Tom's perspective. Yeah. So whatever she is, she is not that. And at the end of the movie, you see that she is not this manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Right? She's she's just someone who didn't want to be with him specifically. Yeah. But in his head, and to the she viewer, is. she is. Well, I, and I so think, that is I think on halfway purpose. through the movie, you realize yeah, yeah, Tom's yeah. head, and then you're, you're supposed yeah, exactly. to take a step yeah. back. And then start but looking at it But after taking the step back and looking through it, like, through a clearer lens, yeah. then you can see, oh, shit, she's, like, her own person. Yeah, and, like, and I love... And it is oh, his the... portrayal of her that we are seeing. It's not her as a character. Or... I know. And so, like, it's to so criticize this movie for that yeah. is to say that... It's to actually give compliment to the director in saying that he achieved his goal. I know. I agree with you. You know? And it's... Which brings up that great scene where he gets set up on that blind date... Yeah. And then he just starts talking about Summer the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then she's like, did she cheat on you? And he's like, oh, no. Like, did she wrong you in any significant way? Yeah. She, she's like... He's like, no. No. <laughs> and she's like, she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, he's and, like, and didn't she tell you right exactly. away? Yeah, that's and the most like, important part. You're missing the point. Because <laughs> she goes, she so she told you she didn't want to be in a relationship with you. And then she didn't cheat on you, didn't say anything, and... That's it, and it ended fine. And yeah. he was like, "Yeah." And it's like, "Okay, so it didn't seem like she did anything wrong, right?" And like, if that 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 like little scene was yeah. just like so clearly the director being like, "Hey guys, this guy's a fucking idiot. You're not supposed to be on his side." Like yeah. a little bit, you know, hundred no, percent, yeah. Um, because you're I, supposed to relate to Tom, but then realize that you're a fool for thinking that way. Exactly. You know. Yeah. The whole point is that like. She was like, you can't fault her at all in this movie. Yeah, like she she was honest with what she wanted yeah. when she wasn't feeling it anymore. She ended things as to not hurt him and to not hurt herself. Yeah. Did she love Tom? I think so. A little bit. Yeah, maybe it was a friendship love more than a love love, but I you, think she did can, love him. You can. I will say I don't think she's a hundred percent in the clear. I think it's mostly it's Tom's fault. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, like she, while she didn't, maybe like eighty percent. 
in the class. I would say maybe even 90, but there's still yeah. like blame on her a little a because little bit, she yeah. she knew Tom loved her. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing she did wrong. She knew Tom loved her. It's so it was her obvious. responsibility to be no, like No, it's not her responsibility, but it seemed like there was moments where again, it's all skewed, it's all from his point of view, but there were moments where it seemed like she could have softened the blow or like you know because she didn't lead him on she yeah. literally didn't yeah but like i don't know it, it, that kind of begs the question like whose responsibility is it? i mean she did everything right yeah she said what she was supposed to say she did the right thing and then she's like listen this isn't anything but you want to have shower sex i mean what did she do wrong in that scenario yeah. you know but at the same time you know you feel super bad for tom who's like head over heels yeah well, I mean, they're both... And it begs the question, what what responsibility does she have when she realized she has his heart? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's a mutually... They were, what they were in was a semi-toxic, mutually beneficial oh, relationship. Even, they even said, we're like Sid and Nancy at the beginning. You know yeah. who Sid and Nancy are? No. Sid Vicious is the basis, was the basis for the Sex Pistols. Mm. After he joined the band, he got addicted to heroin mm-hmm. and got a girlfriend called Nancy. Yeah. Uh... Sid stabbed Nancy to death in their apartment. Okay. And then later OD'd in jail. Cool. So anytime someone mentions Sid and Nancy, they're talking about that level of toxic relationship. <laughs> but then also that great moment where he's like, when he's like, she's like, we're like Sid and Nancy. And he's like, I, I don't think I'm like Sid. And she's like, no, I'm Sid. Yeah. He... So she knew what she was doing. Yeah. But she also liked Tom and liked having him around and yeah. wanted to have fun and so did he. So yeah. why, just, why deprive herself of that? Yeah. It kind of, like, where's the, uh, you know? I think they were both responsible. Like, yeah. he wanted to be with her, but he was also forcing his whole love shtick on her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want it. Yeah. And then she could saw how much he loved her and she could have said, actually, this is too much for me. She did, though. Yeah. It took her a little while, but she did. She did. She broke it off. She did. And also, rewatching this movie now with a super critical lens, because I was trying to prepare for the podcast, yeah. and not think, and did not just be like, I'm Tom, so love sucks. I was realizing, I wonder how much happened that we didn't see. Because my first viewings of this, I assumed during that 100 days, 120 days, way more stuff happened. Yeah. That we didn't see. Yeah. Way more dates, way more sex, way... But I, I, but I realized, looking at it this time, I, I thought about it... more sex? No, shut up. <laughs> no, I realized, what if all we saw was all that happened? Like, what yeah. if... Like, what if... I, I imagine them having pretty much dated. But what if they didn't? What if they only saw each other every couple weeks and hung out every once in a while? And, like, it was even less than I thought yeah. in my head. Like, I don't know the answer. And I thought that was really interesting because yeah. on my initial view, and I'm sure you thought the same, mm-hmm. you assume they were pretty much dating. They saw yeah. each other all the time, spent each other night also, almost every I night. Mean, it does say in the title, 500 Days of Summer, so he only spent 500 days, we are to assume, with her. Well, no, that's not true either. It's 500 days of thinking of Summer, being obsessed with Summer, because yeah. they break up at like 300. Oh, yeah. And then there's 200 days where he's not with her at all. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Which makes, you want, makes me wonder, like, where... Like, what... What did I not see? Was there yeah. more relationship or was there less? Yeah. Because depending on that, that kind of goes where the blame goes. Because if they were spending every waking moment together, it's a little more Summer's fault. Yeah. But if they really only saw each other every once in a while, that's a lot more Tom's fault. 
Yeah, I'm on the side that they didn't see each other as much. Yeah, well, I thought that this time, yeah. but I didn't think that the first. But that's also because I heavily related to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to hate Summer way more. But uh, talk about this deconstruction of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Let's see how much you really know about Manic Pixie Dream Girls. I wanted to prepare a the song. The answer is nothing. Because I have a ukulele and Manic Pixie Dream Girls play the youth but i didn't manic pixie dream girls coming um, at you live okay so here's the game manic i have 10 i have 10 quintessential Where do they thrive? i have the top 10 yeah. quintessential manic pixie dream girls from cinema okay i have 10 i have the name i have the movie and i have the summary of the movie okay first i'm going to give you the summary of the movie if you can name the actress and the movie that's two points fuck if you can't get either, I'll give you the actress, and then if you can name the movie, you'll get one point. Okay. Uh, you need... What's a fair number for you to win? Two. What's a more fair number for me? Three. It's five is half. How about ten? Ten is half. Fifty percent. You need yeah. a fifty on this. I know. All the, it was bonus. Those are bonus points, Nick. Five is... 10 is the total value of points you get. No, there's 20. Then there's another 10 (laughs) bonus points, Nick. You don't understand the game you made. Okay? (laughs) Uh, Do you want to start in modern time or early time? Uh, Give me ye old movie. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Town with Kirsten Dunst will not be on this. I've already mentioned it. Damn it. How she coined the phrase. That was the one I was going to get. Yeah, well, that's too easy. Okay. Let's go to... uh... The film is about a young Austrian woman studying to become a nun in Salzburg in 1938 who is sent to the villa of a retired naval officer and widower to be governess of his seven children. The fuck is this movie? Shut up. You don't know? No. I don't know. I don't watch romantic movies. I, I swear to God, our whole audience is saying, you idiot. Repeat it. What is it? Read it again. The film is about a young Austrian woman. Studying to become a nun in Salzburg in 1938, who was sent to the villa of a retired naval officer and widower to be governess of his seven children. Seven children? Yes. <laughs> okay, it's not Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> seven children. Well, Pride and Prejudice is not a bad pissy group girl. If anything, Mr. Mm, Darcy. Okay. Hmm. Not anything, Pride and Prejudice. Got it. Okay. If anything, cool. Mr. Darcy is a manic pixie dream girl, 100%. <laughs> okay, cool. Not Pride and Prejudice. Cool. Is the answer not Pride and Prejudice? Oh my god. Does that give me a point? Do you want me to give Literally, the actress? Literally, do not know. Do you want me to give the actress? Um, no. I got oh, it. Okay, okay. Um, the actress is... I don't... I'm blanking on all female... Bridget Jones' diary. (laughs) Again, literally the opposite. Uh, You're proving your point about all movies from the girl's point of view. Exactly. Oh my god. That's that's the whole game is just to prove your point. The actress is Julie Andrews. Is this The King and I? (laughs) Is that your guess? You know what the king and I is about, and you it's know it's Mary not Poppins. What said. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know the answer. You're messing with me. Is this Brady Bunch? I, I will punch I don't you know in the, the answer. Face. Okay, I, I give up. The Sound of Music. I've never seen that movie. I swear. I don't know that movie. Well, it's about a I young didn't even Austrian know what it was woman about. studying to become a nun in Well, now I know the plot of Sound of Music. I went through my whole life not knowing. You've never seen Sound of Music? I've never seen the Sound of Music. Yeah, that's my list. All right. 
Well, that's zero points so far. Oh. Let's do something that's a little more hard. modern. That was real hard. After a painful breakup, Clementine undergoes a procedure to erase memories of her former boyfriend Joel from her mind. When Joel discovers that Clementine is going to, to extremes to forget the relationship, he undergoes the same procedure and slowly forgets to begins to forget the woman that he loved. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. With the actress? I don't know. It's one of the points. Try to guess the actress. Oh, um, Kirsten Dunst. You know that's not right. <laughs> I know. Julie, Julie Taylor. No. That's the director of Lion King. Meryl Sheep. <laughs> Meryl Streep? No, Meryl Sheep. <laughs> it's an anamorphic movie, right? Oh my god. You really don't know? <laughs> no. How do you know the movie? Because I've, I've never watched the movie either. <laughs> I just know it because it's Jim Carrey and I love Jim Carrey. You've never seen it? No. Because you don't love Jim Carrey that much. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Oh, that's who I was thinking of when I said oh, Kate Winslet. <laughs> well, you got one point. Yeah, one point. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Alright, this one's the newest one on this list. I don't even think I would have got this one. The film... Oh, I would have. The, the film follows the coming of age and, and search for the protagonist, Quentin Q. Jacobson... For Margot Roth Spielman, his childhood friend and object of affection. In the process, Quentin explores a relationship with his friends, including his compatibility with Margot. What? The film follows the coming-of-age story and search by the protagonist Q for Margot, his childhood friend and object of affection. In the process, Q explores a relationship with his friends. That doesn't tell me anything about the movie, except for a guy follows a girl and wants to fuck her. That's the whole movie. Oh, that sucks. Well, <laughs> that sucks real bad, dude. Yeah, you're not the only one who thought so, but it's it's um, quintessential Manic Christie Dream Girl. Yeah, sure. No, totally quintessential. Um, I will help you out. This one came out in the last couple of years. The last couple of years? It's like two years old, maybe. Oh, fuck. Saving Private Ryan? That was the answer to another question that I got wrong and it will haunt me forever. Um, oh, yeah! <laughs> you should have got that one right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It'll always just be your stock answer. <laughs> came out two years ago yeah um man i am not good with romantic movies the name of the actress in the movie is cara delavine thank you cara delavine is my answer for who's in the movie no now you have one more no i get a point point. i get a movie that's not how the game works okay i give up paper towns what the fuck is paper towns it's a john green novel guy who made fall on our stars Oh my god. Well, another movie from the... Ah, oh, romantic movies are the worst! I hate 500 Days of Summer now. Oh, uh, okay. Here's a little easier one. You ready? Yeah. This movie focuses on the relationship between a beast, a prince who is... X-Men! <laughs> ...formed into a monster, and his servants into household objects as punishment for his arrogance, and Belle, a young woman whom he imprisons <laughs> in his castle. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Played by... Um, Emma Watson. Yeah, baby! I guess I'll give it to you. Technically, I'm right. Yeah. Got you on a technicality. I'll give you another point if you know the original bell. Um, I don't. It's Paige O'Hare. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, you got three points. Yeah, three points. Wait, no, you got two. No, I have three. No. Because this is two, and this then I got one. one earlier. You didn't get... Oh, you got Emma Watson. I'm yeah. giving you that. Bullshit. Okay, three points. Yeah, baby. This one's hard. Okay. Uh, this one's about 30, 40 years old. Okay. The film stars the director as Olivy, 
who tries to figure out the reasons for the failure of his relationship with the film's epitomous female ra- lead in a role written specifically for her. Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. I've never watched that movie. Um, it came out 20 years ago? No, like 30 or 40. 30 or 40 years ago? Maybe like 45. Woo! Um, uh, it is... The film stars the director as Alvi, who tries to figure out the reasons for the failure of his relationship. Al- Alvi. He didn't name his Alfie. girl name in the... <laughs> The... the movie's named after it's self-titled Alvi. Final answer. Do you like the actress? Yes. Diane Keaton. That doesn't help me. Alvi. This <laughs> is my final answer. What's the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie. It's Annie Hall. Never heard of that. What is that? The Woody Allen movie. Fuck Woody Allen. Jesus Christ. Terrible guy. Oh my I've God. never watched a Woody Allen movie in my life. Really? Yeah. You should watch Annie Hall. It's good. No, I'm good. I'm going to continue not watching or supporting him. Oh my God. The film is about two musicians who dress in drag in order to escape from mafia gangsters whom they witness commit a crime inspired by the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> it sounds like a good movie. I don't think you've seen it. Uh, it is... I haven't seen it. it does it have um, that guy who played Blade? <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Yeah, does it have Wesley Snipes in it? <laughs> There's a hilarious movie where there's, like, three uh, guys who are, like, trying to escape. It's the same plot. Three guys are trying to escape, and so they go into drag, and then they, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I wonder if it's based on this. Maybe. Um, But I don't know. But this movie is... When did it come out? This movie is black and white. Valentine's Day. Boom. Fucking nailed that shit. The actress in it? Would you like to guess the actress before I give it? Yes. Aubrey Hepburn. No. Meryl (laughs) Sheep. My go-to. No. Meryl Streep. I wouldn't Sheep. give it to you. Uh, Meryl Streep. No. Uh, I like how you felt okay, like you had to say Meryl. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Marilyn Monroe. I know she's been in like one movie. What? She's been Breakfast in at Tiffany's. dozens of movies. Final answer. She was not in that movie. Um, 16 Candles. You don't know a single movie Marilyn Monroe has been in, do you? No. Dick Tracy, dude? Come on. She was in Dick Tracy? Yeah. Oh, shit. Have you ever seen Dick Tracy? I've seen Dick Tracy. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm going to give you that as a challenge. It's uh, Something Like a Hot. Oh. Most famous movie. Cool. Yeah, I I know that one. Good. Man, I suck at romantic <laughs> movies. I I only watch romantic movies that you give me on this podcast. I'm about to give and you And The Big these. Sick. Those are the only romantic movies I think I've ever watched. Well, after I say the names of the movies, you're kind of like, oh. But I've never known what they were about. I've heard the title, and that is all. Listen... You start making... The only one was Sound of Music. That's the only one that I feel like I should have gotten, but even that one I didn't know what it was about. You start making quizzes and then they can be as hard or easy as you want, right? I know. I gotta make my quizzes harder. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> but I'm a god and I'm gonna beat no. every quiz you give you me. Stop stealing my catchphrase. You said 100% six times today. No, I did. Play, play it back. Play it back. I make sure to play never it back. say it. You did. I, I heard you. And I heard it. I was like, ding. Never. This film centers on Andrew Largeman. A 26-year-old actor-slash-waiter who returns to his hometown in New Jersey after his mother dies. La La Land. <laughs> Do you think the girl... L.A. L.A. Land. No, uh... When did I say L.A.? <laughs> you said New Jersey. That's not... New Jersey's the L.A. of the East Coast. <laughs> Ugh... This <laughs> sucks, dude. Fuck you. Uh, oh, my God. Let's see. Um, I don't know, man. 
New Jersey is the fucking trash New Jersey. the East Coast. <laughs> Shitting on New Jersey. Um, I don't know. I would shit on New Jersey, but it'd be an improvement. But I bah. Damn, that was good. That was a good joke. Yeah. Where's the soundboard? I'm on my app to Get look wrecked, at it. Hold on. Dude. I'm you on my app. You failed. Hold you on. came up with one good joke. There you go. <laughs> too late. That's just oh, awkward. Whatever. Well, what's your answer? Oh. Uh, Six, uh, Resurrection Man. What is that? That's a movie where a guy is tracking down a serial killer who's killing people and chopping up their bodies in, tri- in, in an attempt to bring back Jesus Christ. Does that at least take place in New Jersey? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Probably on the East Coast somewhere. Would you like the actress? Yeah. Natalie Portman. I don't even... I, I, she was in Star Wars. Is this Star Wars? <laughs> Is this V for Vendetta? You're good at the movie game. What is wrong with you? You know so much trivia. There's such a hole. Yeah, but when do I... I know, but you... This is just so crazy. I didn't think this would be this hard. I literally thought this would kind of be a gimme. Yeah. And you'd at least get the 10 points. Yeah. Because you're really good at trivia. Yeah. Like, you're as good as I am. Like, you know tons of random shit. Yeah. About so many things. But I just found a giant hole yeah, in your knowledge. You found a hole in my knowledge. Holy shit. It's love movies. It's Garden State. Never saw that movie. You've never seen Garden State? No. What is it? I guess they fall in love it's with in Zach New Jersey. Braff. You mentioned him today. Oh, yeah. I thought this would be an easy one, too. Dude, I've never watched he any of these movies. He wrote and directed movies. it. I've never watched any of these movies, man. Oh, my God. You're about to get all... I just, I just got ten more challenges. I've just been watching... All my life, I've grown up on horror movies and, like, shitty action movies that I didn't want to watch. Well... That's my, that's my, that's where I live. No, but you also that's know where I live in the movie other realms. stuff too, you know? Yeah, sure. But romantic movies, Jesus never watch. Because I have no, well, you know to watch tons of stuff about stuff you've never watched too. Like, that's what you're going to treat I guess, but that's you usually know... in the zeitgeist. So are romantic movies. No, they're not. <laughs> Garden State was no. hugely, bu- <laughs> Facebook knows me enough in the algorithm to never show me anything romantic. <laughs> At least with other stuff, I have a passing knowledge because I've seen articles about it or whatever. But this romantic movie, what Facebook th- knows. You think Facebook like, just tells me all of Julie Roberts' filmography yes! every time? Yes! It doesn't. It should. Yes! I enjoy that. It does. It just gives you all the articles. You know, I still haven't given, Julie I still Roberts haven't given you a Julie Roberts movie. She's one of my favorite actresses. Oh, man. Is that crazy? I'm going to use a pass. Have you so seen hard. My Best Friend's Wedding? No. Have you seen Runaway Bride? No. Have you seen... Pretty oh, my Woman? God. Hilarious side note about 500 Days of Summer. Sure. I saw the ending of this movie... Didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, this looks like an interesting movie. I'll watch it at some point later. Never went back to watch it. Oh, on like cable or something? Yeah, like it just like came out. Ago? But I remember the, the interview scene at the end where he like talks oh, to the woman. Yeah. I remember that and so like, vividly. Cute. And I was like, no, I remember that. And I was like, have I seen this movie before? And I was like, no, I definitely have not seen this movie before. But like, <laughs> I, I just saw the ending. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Carl is stuck in a rut. Walking dead. Carl Allen is stuck in a rut with his negative ways. Then he goes to a self-help seminar and learns to unleash the power of yes. Living in the affirmative, affirmative leads him to all sorts yes of... Yes, man! Of... With Jim Carrey! Yeah, but who's the man? Zoe Dave Chanel! Two more points. Woo! You're at a solid five, dude. I only got the two Jim Carrey questions. <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> it was Kate more, Winslet. Name more romantic movies than Jim Carrey. I can do two. this I all day. Jim Carrey. Uh, you know both the people in this one, though. Okay. Nelson and Sarah... Have nothing in common except an hour spent in DMV hell. Intrigued by each other, but not quite ready to commit, they settle on a rather unconventional courtship. A one-month-long trial 
after which they'll go their separate ways. No expectations, no pressure, no strings attached. Sweet November with Keanu Reeves. He's the lover in the movie. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You see that one? Yeah. I've seen Sweet November. Who's, like the, one, who's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Keanu Reeves is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you not watched the movie, Nick? Oh Keanu Reeves is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Who's the Dream Girl? Um, you have six points. Naomi Watts. No. Naomi Campbell. No. You're going to be so mad. You know. I forgot who the lady was in the movie. It's you like, it's fucking like famous lady. misogynistic guy. Keanu Reeves is in the movie. And I was forced to watch this movie. And you don't remember the girl? No. Wow. Um, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Woo! It just clicked. Well, I saw her in an interview recently. On Hot Ones. And so I remembered her face. And I was like, that guy, the lady kind of looks like her. Is Two it, more points. How much? Seven. seven. Seven points. Woo. It's possible for you to win. Hold on. Sweet November. Yo, it's impossible for you to win. That's fine. There's only one more. That's fine. But you might get yeah. it. Last one. <clears throat> In autumn 1943, the unnamed narrator befriends Holly. The two are tenants in a brownstone apartment in Manhattan's Upper East Side. Holly is a country girl to New York Cafe Society Girl. As such, she has no job and lives by socializing with wealthy men who take her to clubs and restaurants and give her money and expensive presents. She hopes to marry one of them. Pretty Woman with Julia Roberts. No. Damn it. I've never seen that movie. I don't know. According to the author, (laughs) uh, Holly is not a prostitute, but an American geisha. So it's not Pretty Woman. An American geisha. She likes... Is it an obvious movie? No. In autumn 1943, the unnamed narrative befriends Holly. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Starring who? Audrey Hepburn. Nine points, motherfucker! Oh my god, you were so close! I was so close. Uh, And yet so far. Audrey Hepburn. So, you not knowing Garden State was weird to me. Yeah. You... Not knowing Kate Winslet, but knowing the whole movie around her <laughs> was weird. You not knowing any movie that Marilyn Monroe has ever been in yep. was also weird. And then Sound of Music was also weird. Hey, I was expecting to give you a nice gift and you to win this, uh, but you didn't. Okay, and so. And you lost the game. But you got real close. Damn, that sucks. The sadness. Yeah. Sadness is real. Do you want to know what the prize would have been? No, I don't think you do. I don't think I do. You can save it for another one or... Uh... No, I'm going <laughs> to come to my senses and not... Spent as much money. Okay, that's fair. Probably, so you're you probably never it. get it. No, I was going to spend it after you won. Oh, that's fair. But I guess you'll never know. Because you lost the game. And how do we feel about you losing the game? Guys, feel for me. Please. Please. Okay, back to 500 Days of Summer. Nah, I'm done. You lost the game. You're dead. That was hard! I don't know romantic movies. You were so... Only because you had two Jim Carrey ones. It's the only reason I got any points. Whatever. (laughs) You got nine out of the 20 points, and my my, thing was ten. So I think I... Remember when I I said three? I think I was being realistic. I think I I stuttered. I think I made it perfect. I think it was perfect. You just missed the mark, because you didn't know Kate Winslet or Sound of Music. Yeah. But you should have known that I didn't know that, Nick. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
I was prepared to give you the price. <laughs> no, no, I was kidding. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't make me feel bad. Yeah, you need to watch more joking. American movies. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. How dare you? Okay. Insult um, me and my games. Yeah, you son of a bitch. You make a quiz too hard. Oh my god. Who's this for? You're never going to win another quiz. I'm only going to buy consolation prizes from now on. <laughs> I didn't buy one this time because I thought you'd win. That's fine. It's okay. Um, anyway, 500 Days Summer. Nick, did you like the movie? Would you recommend the movie? That's not how this works. I know. Go back to the movie. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, the Mad Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, yeah. And how was the deconstruction of that? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and now that we talked to these other ones, that's that's kind of what I meant earlier. Like, all these are from Guy's point of view, you know? And they're these, you know? And the same thing happens. It was funny. It was interesting. Is I was watching from the guy's point of view? No, but yes, in terms of how she is, this perfect... It's kind of from his and the kids, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Depends how you can deconstruct the movie, you know? It's yeah. what, how you want to, it's, you know. Yeah. But I also think I'm about the different. difference is that, like, like maybe the sound of music, I don't know, I haven't seen any of these movies. But, like, you haven't even seen <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for example, I think sound, sound of music, music is from an outsider's perspective. About, well, but sound of like, an, an, an allegory of Nazis. But the whole problem with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is that, like, it's from an outsider, it's like from a perspective of that's what a woman should be. I think maybe no. It's from what the guy wants them to be. That's the that's what it is. I guess so. Like and it's it's the it's the. I was watching a video explaining, it and yeah. she explained it way better than I did. I should yeah. probably give you the name, but I don't want to look it up. Uh, she explained that like the same thing happens with girls. Um, girls want to be swept off their feet by the by Mister Darcy's and yeah. from the Notebook. Um, it's, it's a just guy people, version of that. Yeah, it's just people don't really talk about it in the same way because. They got this cool phrase on the other side called Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. And what it is, is it's just, it's the girl that will take the lonely or boring guy and get him to experience life better. And, like, one thing that always happens um, that's a good signifier of whether it is or not is she will like all the same music as you. Uh, and it happens in a lot of movies. High Fidelity is yeah. a big uh, romantic comedy that kind of deals with the same yeah. kind of thing. It's also from a guy's point of view. Yeah. Um, but, like... And it's funny because that happened in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was like, The Smiths. I love The Smiths. Yeah. But then, like, as. But we... even then, as you got to know her a little but, bit more, but literally... she was like, I like Ringo. And he's like, eh. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he's like, Oh, <clears throat> this is on the mix that I made you. And she clearly didn't listen to it. Yeah. So that's so. It's such an interesting deconstruction because, like, he understood the trope 100%. Yeah, and then from he. Down like... to that minute point. Yeah, because in order to deconstruct something, you have to understand it. And yeah. so, like, he was able to sort of subvert that trope. That was interesting. I, I I really respected the movie for doing that. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I also watched this really late at night, last night. Sure. And so I was kind of like, I had to reflect on it this morning. <laughs> but, uh... Sleeping on something else. But, yeah. Um... I think that they, everyone involved in this movie did a great job. Like, the acting was great. The directing was great. There was so many great scenes. Oh, the music's like, good. Music's, the music's so good. really good. I mean, so just fun. like the scene... A lot the of Regina Spectre. versus reality scene. Like, oh, let's I'm, talk about that. that I has love to be, like, that. Oh. I'm sure that's a famous scene. Like... It is, it is. And and it's done... It's been done before, but it's just so hard-hitting on this one because you... I think it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this scene. He fucking... Also, he sells it, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's also a culmination it. of the whole point of the fucking movie. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a... It's like all boiling down and it's like if you haven't gotten it this yeah. far if, it, if you're made it this far into the movie and you haven't fucking realized that the whole thing is about his expectations and his perception of events rather than what's Reality. actually happening here's a scene here's a fucking putting scene it all together. pointing it out the um it's the uh <clears throat> I 
I'm so sorry. You can come on in my yawn. Or leave it in. Whatever you want. Leaving it in. Oh, my God. Okay. The, um... <sighs> I think I love that scene, too, because I've been there. I've went to the fucking party expecting all this yeah. shit and been severely disappointed like this. Has this ever happened to you? Where you, like, expected to go on a date or expected to go to a place with somebody you knew or liked or whatever, and it was... And you had this picture in your head, and then it just did not work out like that? Yeah. I think it happens yeah. to everyone. Give me an example. <clears throat> I can't think of one. You son of a bitch. Um, you know, you turn 28, and you think your life is going to be a certain way, and then it's not. <laughs> is that the same? <laughs> <laughs> is that the same thing? Uh, no, it just... I think it just happens all the time. Like, you go out with friends, even with friends. And you go out with friends, you're like, oh, I think it's going to be this way. And then, so usually, for the most part, like, I think maybe because I'm a negative person... That ends up, like, ends up being surprised in the positive oh, way. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'm the hopeless romantic of the group. Yeah. And I always romanticize everything. Like, yeah. one example is when we went to Drew's wedding. Um, when there was that cute girl, I was like, oh, this is totally going to happen. I'm going to fall in love. There's, <laughs> there's so many babies. And I had this whole picture of how we're going to go out that night. Yeah. Have a good time. And I was fucking, I had my hotel room. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. Yeah. And then the reality was she had to go to church in the morning. So she didn't want to go dancing. Okay. So. The one that got away. I don't even remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> you? No. I feel you. like you have a thousand ones that got away. <laughs> yeah. Every girl you meet, you fall in love with immediately. Like earlier in the fucking episode. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally earlier in the episode, you did here's, it. Here's the thing. It's so hard You're for me like, not girl, to, though, like, because Steven I want to... I'm in love. The... I only work in extremes, so the only other way I could be is to be turned off. For, for love. Like, not be looking for yeah. But that scares me way too much because... Have you seen Fool's Russian? No. Another movie you had to see. Right with Matthew Perry Fool's and Salma Russian? Hayek. Fool's Rush In, like the song. With Salma Hayek and Matthew Perry. So it's not about Russians. About interracial love. Nope. It has to do with a white guy and a Mexican girl. Oh. Yeah, it's good. I like it. You're gonna watch someday. But, in it, he has the speech where he's like, he was scared that if he... He was so busy in life, he was going to meet the girl of his dreams at, like, the dry cleaner, and he was too busy to notice. Yeah. And, like, that always stuck with me. It's like, I never want to be too busy to notice, you know? Yeah. So I'm always looking, which also means I'm always looking. And you don't find something when you're always looking. Well, there's a point to be made both ways. That you don't find something when you're always looking? Yeah. I get it. But, if, I mean... You know why? Because girls can taste... Smell the thirst. They smell desperation. <laughs> they smell the thirst. He's <laughs> like, oh, you're a Tom for 500 Days of Summer. And I'm like, yeah. You're, oh, yeah. you're, uh, what is the trope? Tom. I feel like Tom. But, it, I know, but it needs a cool name, too. <laughs> like, oh, um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Lonely something. Depressed loser. <laughs> loser. Yes, Lonely something. Lonely Depressed Loser. That, that, yeah, 100%. That's totally it. There's that movie Loser with the guy from American Pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's also American... Oh, there's also a Manic Pixie Dream Girl in that. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a girl. She literally, like, works at a, a vet place and, like, sneaks him into a Broadway theater and, like, does Manic Pixie kind of things and makes him realize that he needs to be, you know, more outgoing. That's weird. It's a trope. It's a weird trope. It's all over the place. We just I know, said but also, like, it's kind of dumb. Like, it's not like a trope that's, like... Well, also... It's not a trope, like, women need to be in the kitchen. It's, like... The, the millennial version of that <laughs> like well no it's not even the millennial version cause it like, all the way back yeah, to the right. yeah, fucking yeah. side of music and Audrey Hepburn and shit yeah. it's, it's um it has to do with lonely male writers writing yeah. what they want and they want a girl that's perfect 
Yeah, it's like that's, this, that'll like, pull. But yeah, now, lonely, but depressed now, guys just being like, "Hey, but, I'm sad. I need someone to get me out of my." But song. that's quirky and cute instead of hot. Yeah. So it, it's attainable. It's yeah. it's totally has to do with the male fantasy. That's yeah. in the it's writing. New, room. Yeah, yeah, it's a new age male. It's like not new, but it's like it's a just different male fantasy. Yeah, it's old as time, but yeah. it's a hundred percent from because the men are writing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can go all the way back and like Antigone. Is a manic pixie <laughs> Oedipus has a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, it's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, I need somebody to get me out of the slump. Hey, mom, what you doing on a Sunday? That's not quite how it happened. No, not at all. It might as well have, though. <laughs> I want to pull out my eyes just thinking about it. Hey. We're, we're, we're a culture talking about Greek tragedy. Um. Anyway, um, I don't know. The movie's just really good. I love... I love the ikea scene and how it comes back twice i love the like we haven't talked a lot about zoe de chanel but she like really sells the shit out like she's famous for being this kind of girl yeah but like she has a whole tv show about i it. think yeah but this is like her near the beginning of her career and you can see why she got to the place she did because she's yeah. really good at it yeah you know she really has that you know it seems like there's more going on when there's not or there's like Something past the barrier that you need to try to get to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I think that have she you did had a great manic, job of portraying this. Have you had this. a manic pixie dream girl in your life? No. Or like did this to you? No. You should find one. A manic pixie dream girl? Yeah, to break your heart, make you a better person. No, it's stupid. That's yeah. the whole point of like this movie. Realizing that, yeah, <laughs> it's the whole point of the movie. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's already right. happened me like six times. Yeah, but know. you're like, nah, uh, I'm with Tom. She's dumb. <laughs> uh, that's she not true. Hard. That's um, not true. I've learned from my lessons. Yeah, but it's so I'm funny that ma- she I'm could like put because the whole thing with the manic pixie dream girls that like they they get you to be better, right? Yeah. And so, but she, I don't think she got him to be better. No, <laughs> like, he, she one hundred percent did. But it was only oh, after leaving no, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. That's why she's not a manic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why it's yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, because yes, she, she left him, and that's when he he made himself realize, better. oh shit, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my life's going. It wasn't nowhere. with her that he made himself better. It was oh my god, I felt so bad when alone. he when he um tore apart the ladies' cat cards when he had his nervous breakdown at work in court. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like your cats are suicidal. <laughs> like, oh no, poor lady. It's pretty funny. It's like, oh poor cat lady. Um, but overall, I liked the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. It's Solid. Good. I like that it wasn't a typical, like, love story, you yeah. know? Yeah. But still had all those... I think it still he... succeeded on having all the tropes there. So you still felt good about them because they were there. Like, you yeah. still had the, the cute moment in Ikea. Yeah, where yeah. it's like, that's super cute. Kind of just yeah. makes you feel kind of warm. And they're like, that's real sweet. Yeah. You know? So it still had those things in it. Yeah. So it still felt good like romantic comedy should. Yeah. But it just also did way more. But also with love yeah. stories, you're supposed to fall in love too, I think. And in this movie, you're not... Oh, interesting. You're not supposed to. Interesting. And I thought that was interesting. And that's why he says it's not a love story, I think, in the beginning. Because, yeah, because like, like The Notebook, you're supposed to love yeah. the two of them. You're supposed to love them. You're supposed yeah. to love one of them. You're supposed to fall in love with her. You're supposed to love love. It, you're, like, supposed you're supposed to, to love something. Interesting. But in this one, no. Yeah, you don't There's love him. You don't love you're like, him. Go get you don't better. love her. Yeah. You root for him. Yeah, for sure. You're rooting for him, you but you don't love him. him. Interesting. That's why it's not You're not falling story. in love, yeah. That's a good point, Marcus. Thank you. You know what? You can get a half point for that. Yeah! Nine and a half yeah. points! So close. Man, just gotta earn another half point. Somehow. Got you a blind date with uh, Zoe Deschanel. It's blind for her, not for you. Oh my god. <laughs>
Oh, I can't say it on the podcast. Oh, okay. Don't tell me then. All right. Tell me after. Do you remember how our friend... You said... You tell me after, Nick. Tell me after. People listen to the podcast. Do you podcast. know what I'm talking Drew about Drew texted already? me the other day about the, something we said on the podcast. And I thought that was funny. Because I was like, Drew, shout out to you if you're listening. But I honestly wasn't sure if he listened <laughs> consistently or not. Turns out he does. Um, That's nice. Yeah. We have good friends. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. Also, thank you everyone who's not our friend in real life for listening. All two of you. Appreciate it. Um, I disagree <clears throat> with what Marcus said because you are our friend. Oh. Tweet at us. I'm now trying this cast so we can have a conversation. Oh, God. Oh, fucking guy. <laughs> Integration. <laughs> fucking guy. Okay, so <clears throat> we're at a lull here. And I think that... Um, I think it's because we said everything we got to say. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's wrap it. it up. Did you like the movie? I did like the movie. Would you recommend the movie? Yeah, I would recommend the movie. I think that it was enjoyable. I think that if you've never seen it before, it's something that you should definitely watch. It's not a romantic movie, so if you're not into that kind of thing, you might actually still like it. I think if you're the kind of person that looks for love, or you're the person that shies away from it, uh, like you fit in one of those extremes, you should watch the movie. Like I think yeah. it'll help a little. Yeah. So, so you don't feel alone, but also you, so you can get some good perspective. Yeah, and if you're like a hopeless romantic movie, it'll help you realize that like... I don't know. It never says that it's bad, right? Because at the end, he still hasn't changed his ways. Yeah, it almost leaned more into it. Yeah, but it was also I think. But she, I don't, at I don't the end, the she point, also says he was right. I don't she think the like, point was that you shouldn't be a hopeless romantic, right? No, no, no. I think the point is that it's okay if they're not. No, the, it's the point is don't put all the responsibility of yourself that's what being into another person. No, that's not what it is. I think it has it's to not. do don't it's part of it. give the responsibility to her. Yeah. Like he made it her fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this didn't yeah. work cuz of you. We were in love and it's like you weren't though. Yeah. You know. It was it's don't project. Yeah. Some some we're, we're we're close. Yeah, we're, we're, close. Close. we're close. getting there. We're, we're circling it. We're circling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last question. Go ahead. Would I watch Another movie? Would I? Yeah, I don't know what the question. Yeah, would I don't be. know, man. Make would you question. watch it again? Would you? I would. <coughs> Marcus, if given the chance to wipe your mind like Eternal Spot, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. and forget that you've watched this movie, would you want the new you to watch this movie again? Yes. Great. Damn. Killing it. Good question. Killing it. Killing it. This podcast. Boom. We're the greatest podcast ever. Number one on iTunes. The greatest podcast ever. My goal is just to get charted. Wait, I already reached my goal. My goal was to like for like three people to listen consistently, and we did that. Oh, we got more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good. I want to be charted. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bigger goals, Marcus. I, I want to be charted. I don't need to be number one. I can be one hundred. Sure, but I want to screen cap the chart and text everybody that's broken my heart. <laughs> I want to text my manic pixie dream girl. I want to text Vicky, hey. <laughs> Call her out specifically on the podcast. She doesn't fucking listen. God, she is. This the, podcast you, is so unprofessional. I love it so much. You know what the fuck? Because, like, no other podcast is, like, calling out their personal friends. And we're just like, Drew, five minutes off spent on Drew. <laughs> Vicky's five minutes spent on Vicky. All of Invitation was about Andrew. <laughs> For you guys listening, Andrew and Drew are different people. Yes. It was annoying in college too, <laughs> but no, like I don't think she listens because she's never said anything, and she is the type to have said something by now. Yeah. 
But she is the type to secretly have listened to every single episode and not said a goddamn thing. Oh. But we also haven't talked in a really long time. Because I told her uh, I can't be your friend after I left to the city. That makes sense. Yeah. It was tough. Oh, fuck. Real moments. Real moments with Nick! It's real sad. Because <laughs> we're, like, somewhere in time. We're always, like, circling. Yeah. Like, will they, won't they? Someday. Yeah. In the future. She literally said to me one time... Mm-hmm. Why would I date the person in high school that I'm going to marry? I'm like, well, that's not Miss Signals. That's what you said. Someone, I saw that meme, and I was like, this is what Nick would go. Someone posted, like, a screenshot of a text message that was exactly that. Someone was like, hey, you want to go on a date? And the girl was like, why would I go on a date with the person I'm going to marry? And then he was like, so that's a no? And she was like, yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> and then everyone, the comments was like, you fucking idiot, why would you do that? And it's like, they're like, this is so shitty. Like, only shitty, per- only a shitty Wait, person that? would do that. Let's say that's somebody? Yeah. That's what all the comments were saying. It was kind of funny. Well, it was said to me. And I was like, that sounds life. like something Nick would go through. And it is. Oh my god, it literally. literally I remember. That. I remember we were by the lake. The sun was setting. I just said how pretty the sunset was. And she's like, it's just chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a bald guess. Uh, if you guys want this uh, more of this story, go to my blog. Uh, NicholasNevius.blogspot.com Real time with Nick Nevius! But also integration. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Uh, that's, that's, that's it. it. That's Your it. turn for the challenge, Nick. I don't know. I'm emotional. I don't need a challenge. Uh, this challenge, I've been, it's been on my list for a long time and I can't think of anything else. So, you're going to get it. <laughs> don't do that with your face. It's grossing me out. Uh, um, Nick, this is a graphic novel. Oh. Uh, that I started reading, and I feel like I've, I've read it. Been obsessed with it uh, since I started reading the it. The hell have you read that I haven't? Uh, well, not a graphic novel. Sorry, I it's was manga. President of it's a manga. Book Club. It's a manga. How the hell have you read something? I ha- that's fair. I haven't read it's a manga. manga. <laughs> um, and it is called The Promised Neverland. I've, I've read that. No, you haven't. Yeah, you're right. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I've never heard this in my life. I will not explain the premise At to you. At least people because... have heard of 500 Days of Summer. What is this? Yeah, I figured it was time to go obscure. Like, we've been doing a lot. Of, like, we did Queer Eye, 500 Days of Summer, and now... No, no, no. But I get to throw in an obscure, obscure one. I'm doing the obscure ones. 500 Days of Summer is not obscure. 500, well, it's all... Sucker Punch? Everyone knows Sucker Punch. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's true. They know that it came out. They didn't watch it, but they know it came that out. That just means next week I gotta be super relevant. Yeah. <sighs> Bitch. What is it called? The Promised Neverland. What's it about? Um, for those of you at home, as with every manga, you can find it online for free. Just search <laughs> The Promised Neverland online and free. And Google will provide you the rest gave for you. 20 people a virus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, so it oh, is... we forgot to say where people can watch 500 Days of Summer. You watch the HBO subscription. That was like the last episode we should have said there. I'm a little late. <laughs> I bought it actually. Um, oh, did so you? good thing I liked it. You know what I realized? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's on HBO. I'll renew my subscription. And then I renewed it and it's $15. And I was like, wait a second. Then I went to Voodoo. I was like, $13.99 to own. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I would have much rather just owned it than not watch my HBO subscription. For I a did month. my little uh, thing and I paid $2 for it. <clears throat> so it was good. You just sounded so sketchy. <laughs> I'm a sketchy boy. Holy I'm God. a sketchy boy. What is um, it called? The Promised Neverland, guys. What is it Look about? it up. It is about uh, a bunch of kids who live in an orphanage. 
How much do I gotta read? Um, I'm gonna say the first ten chapters, but I may retcon that. Stay tuned. Because you might read it and be like, it doesn't get started until chapter yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me look. Because I read the whole uh, thing. There's 78 chapters out now. I can read the whole thing if you want. 78 chapters? You can't read that. It's going to take like That sounds like a challenge. Oh my God. Let me look it up. I'll nope. look it up. 78 chapters. <laughs> All of the promised love. And I come to you live next week. I now try this. The gauntlet has been thrown. Infinity is on its way. All 78 Thanos chapters. Thanos is coming to destroy the us. Neverland. 78 chapters of The Promised Neverland. And we're going to talk about every single one. <laughs> come to you live next week. I now try this. Bye. Oh, bye. Okay.